He fell down in a restaurant, injured himself, went to the hospital. They said, torn rotator cuff, you're going to have to have surgery. You can get the body to heal from the inside out, which works with the creation of the body, not counter to it or man's idea of how to counter it. Welcome to Affinity Peak Performance, empowering you to peak in health and energy to fully express what you were created to be. Welcome back to Affinity Peak Performance. I'm Dr. Todd Smith, and I've been graced with the presence of Dr. Doug Stuckey, who is also a practice partner in the Cool Springs Clinic, the new clinic that we just upgraded to. And I'll have him kind of fill us in on some of the upgrades and some of the things there and some of his background with uh, some of the uh, 10 Ironmen that he's performed. And I got to train with him a little bit. So I'm always training up when I run with him. Um, but a little bit about uh, Dr. Stuckey. He was born in Salt Lake City, Utah. He moved every two years and traveled in Europe for a year. Uh, did chiropractic practice for 38 years now. So he's got a head start on me. Love of that. And... Um, Four children, eight grandchildren. That in itself is quite a bit to keep up with. And like I said, he's done the five half and five full Ironman. Um, and also the 2023 Rim to Rim and Run to Revive. I don't know what that one is. That's a new, new one to me. I, I'm, I'm up to your Rim to Rim. I don't know what the Run to Revive is. So Run to Revive is an organization that is a, it's a fundraiser for people that have Alzheimer's and ALS. Okay. And um, have a great uh, couple patients of mine, and they run this foundation. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, unfortunately, his father died of ALS, uh. and uh, so he and a good friend of his, they're both uh, from England, they're Britain, oh, okay. um, but live here now, and uh, they started this Run to Revive to raise money for research. Okay. And so... They give uh, all the money that they raise to a good cause um, for a, a very astute um, research team out of uh, uh, Massachusetts. That uh, That's all they do is research for neurological diseases like Alzheimer's and ALS. Uh, right on. And so <clears throat> I think this is his 11th year doing it. So they start at the south rim of the Grand Canyon. You run down the... The South Rim, I say run, it's pretty much straight downhill, so you're not doing a lot of running, but yeah. hiking. Yeah. And then you go across the canyon, and then you go the seven or eight miles up the North Rim, and then you turn around and come back. Absolutely. Oh, so it's about 24 miles each direction. And, good ways, uh, yeah. Straight down and straight up, yeah. So it's, it's going to be a challenge. So easy on the knees it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, too, and I think we've talked about a little bit here and there on runs and things, trainings that we've done, but what was your story on when you originally got inspired to go after the pursuit of doing, like, your first Ironman or half Ironman? It, my story is a little different. Like, I grew up with speed and power sports, so to me, endurance training was a completely different planet that I did not want to visit. And I remember crying, like, literally crying trying to break two miles consistent on a treadmill, going, this sucks. But somewhere along the ways, I got inspired by other people that were doing endurance training. And I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I just got to figure it out. And then the more you did it, the easier it got. Not that it easier it got, but you got a little better at it. And then it became not only the, the um, a company that we kept 
and the groups of people that trained for it were awesome. But being able to go much further than your mind or your body let you believe was part of my enticement towards that pursuit. But what was it for you, if you're thinking back to when you started endurance training, triathlon training, what, what, was, what pulled you into it? So really, it was just a group of friends. I had a bunch of friends, and they were all doing it. Yeah. And I kind of started just training with them, and next thing I know, it, Dave Watson says, hey, I can't do this half Ironman that's coming up. Do you want my spot? And I'm like, well... Okay, so when I first started training, I was not a very good swimmer. I'd go to the YMCA. Yeah, it's me. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, I'd be in the water at 5 a.m. And at first, they were the other swimmers were making fun of me because I'd have on the the swim trunks. You know, they said yeah. you're wearing a parachute in the water. Yeah. Till you finally buy like the speedos that <laughs> yeah. you can glide through the water, and I would swim from one end of the pool down to the other end of the pool, and then I would sit there and rest while the rest of the group swam back and then back again, and then I would pick them up and go. Okay. And so I was swimming half the distance yeah. that everybody else was swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just kept doing it and doing it and sticking to it, and, you know, I got, I got where I could keep up with them. That's cool. Yeah, and so... Um, and then I got a bike. I bought an old Cannondale bike and uh, old blue, and just started riding old with blue. everybody, and yeah. found that I could keep up. And then uh, running's always the the tough part for me was was always doing the running, and but uh, you know just being part of that group was huge for me. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first of the conversation, the camaraderie, it yeah, carries just, you through it a little easier. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So if you say, hey, we're going to work out, you know, we're going to meet at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be there. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm yeah. not going to not show up. Yeah, yeah. And so, they, yeah, you, you hold each other accountable, right? For sure. Yeah. Whereas if I was just trying to do this on my own. Oh, no way. That alarm clock would go off, and yeah. you'd just like turn over and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, a million reasons not to get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. But like don't, we were talking about this too earlier on another segment um, of how um, doesn't it, it like creating the discipline of doing it on the days you really don't feel like doing it? Didn't you find that over time, developing that ability would only made it easier on the days you didn't feel like doing it? But also, you got all the gains of consistently showing up. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, which makes it all a little easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, the big thing was just having a group of friends to do it with and, yeah. and holding each other accountable. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, did it, yeah. Did it psych your mind the first times that you broke distances that were far greater than what you gave yourself credit that you thought you could do prior to that? Or was that, yeah. did that seem natural to you at the time? No, it was. It was kind of like in the pool, what I was talking about, when yeah. I could finally start keeping up with the yeah. other swimmers that have been doing it for years, you know. And, yeah. Um, but it's, it's really just all about the conditioning. And I trained really hard. Yeah. And that first Ironman, I ran it as Dave Watson. So I'm yeah. crossing the finish line, and they're like, 
And here comes Dave Watson <laughs> from Brainwood, Tennessee. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and I thought, how in the world would somebody ever do twice that distance? That was a half. Yeah. And I about died. And I thought, yeah. ooh, I would never. How is that possible? I yeah. would never do a yeah. full. Are you yeah. crazy? Yeah. It doesn't matter how much training you can do. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, <laughs> yeah. I signed up for it, trained and did it. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy that way. Um, to me, that was one of the biggest epiphanies was like, you know, people say, oh, when you talk about it, they're mistakenly thinking that when you talk about it, it's, it's coming from a braggardly standpoint of look what I did, right? It's not. It's so opposite of that. It's more like it put me in such a deep state of awe that we are created to have the abilities and possibilities to, to perform at such a higher level than we give ourselves credit for. And if, if you think about that on a daily basis, how many other categories is that true of? Whether it be how we perform at work or how we listen or respond with our children or our spouses, what other categories could we are we designed with the abilities to perform at a much higher level than we give ourselves credit for? And that was my takeaway with Iron Man. Like it just put me in a deep state of awe, like, wow, like we have way more potential, peak potential, peak performance ability than we allow ourselves to run around thinking, believing that we do day in day out. And that to me is so profound. It's such a carry forward concept. Yeah, of course. I mean, I guess you could carry that forward in many aspects of your life, couldn't mm -hmm. you? That we as humans are much more capable of doing things that we don't think we can. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to put ourselves to the test yeah. to find out. Yeah. And maybe even fail sometimes, but keep getting up and... Regularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And keep going. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's actually a lot of books that have been written about that. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I just read one not too long ago. Maybe you know uh, the Navy SEAL that wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me. David Goggins. David yeah. Goggins, yeah. 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 And, uh, man, you want to talk about some mental toughness? That guy, Yeah. he can do <laughs> things that you wouldn't think are humanly possible. Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and running on broken legs... You know, running, uh, uh, doing dives in the pool when he's got pneumonia and things like that, and yeah, um, going through the buds program three times. And, yeah, you know, but just the the mental toughness to yeah. do that. Oh, for sure. Sometimes your body wants to give up, but you have to tell yourself in your mind that you're going to keep going. Yes, the old <laughs> mind over matter stuff. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, even if you scale that back, because I would put him on the higher level extreme of discipline mind never matter compared to most but even if you scale a david goggins back it's still a tremendous amount of a higher level of performance that i think that if if we start heading just everyone finds it in themselves to be inspired just enough to yearn for and to work towards and develop little changes little habits little one degree changes that a year from now, two years from now, they'll find themselves in a place much more empowered and much more um, 
being able to perform in levels that they didn't think they could before. And that in itself is such a nice paradigm shift in the right direction that is rewarding that even if we scale it back, I think there's such a, such a room for uh, that, that great epiphany to be experienced, which I think will transpire into all areas of life for folks. So I'm always looking for what is that, what are those little inspiring moments in people's stories that even if I took a part of that and incorporated it, my life would benefit. My family's life would benefit. My, say, my business's life would benefit. All the things that I'm involved with would benefit by just incorporating a little bit of that inspiration. So, because it's, it, I think it's too big a leap sometimes paradigm-wise to, to ha- look at something, is, someone that is accomplished and disciplined as a David Goggins in the running realm or mind over matter realm it's just too big a leap so there's no way i'm even a sign on right it's, it's easy to dismiss but if it's closer it's just close enough that well maybe i could do that yeah you know so it, that's why well, that's where that. you got to take you got to set goals and yeah and maybe make those goals realistic of course yeah. and then accomplish them little steps at a time yeah yeah and you just keep doing that and doing that and eventually it's a it's a big step, yeah. right? Isn't yeah. that how most people accomplish big things? Or for sure, just small steps at a time. Yeah, and then kind of on that same thought stream, um, coming back to the fact that after years of many years of practice in beautiful settings and beautiful clinics, um, this new clinic, I'm pretty excited that you just moved everybody into it. It's uh, a bigger, nicer location that has even uh, more availability to even add a few more services and technologies like we already have there and even a few more doctors it has that capacity now which is exciting for the vision of the clinic and i'd like for you to speak a bit about um, what technologies exist there and then some of your vision for what you'd like to see the clinic become uh, as it's becoming it already Um, just so folks have a, a greater reference of what we do there, some of the work yeah, that we do yeah. there and what's available. So, you know, it's interesting because sometimes um, you get comfortable or you get complacent. Sure. <laughs> and I would not have moved from where I was if sure. it wasn't for the guy that owned the building sold the building out yeah. from under us. And yeah. then the new people that bought it, um, they they wanted the whole entire space for their own employees. Sure. And so they're like, you got 90 days to get out. Yeah. And when that hits you, it's a wake-up call. Yeah. And so let me just tell you, it's not that easy to move a business no, in it's not. 90 days. Yes. And uh, so it was, it was a challenge. Um, and, but, you know, we, we had to rise to that challenge and just do what it took to get there. So, um, yeah, I just kind of put on blinders and moved forward every day with making that happen. And... Um, and now that it has happened, um, I'm grateful. You know, sometimes we don't we don't realize it. You know, but you know, maybe maybe what's happening to us is for the for the good in the long run, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and so um, and like you said, if there wasn't for the sale of the building, there was no other reason you would ever want to move because it was a, a nice setting, a nice clinic, a nice uh, easeability, professional building, easy for people to get to. There was no reason to move. But like you said, when when it, the the hand was forced, yeah, it's amazing how 
you know, there's a there's a greater thing at work sometimes that we can't see or know why until we're in it, the other side of it, and go, wow, I see now. This yeah, was meant to be. That's right. For a greater expansion of what the work we have been doing for so many years and a greater availability to share those uh, expertise and technologies and things. So, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, kind of, sparked uh, a fire in me again you know for 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 the love of chiropractic and what i do i mean i've always loved what i what i do yes um i'm grateful for the for the chiropractic profession and and that i have the opportunity to treat patients yes and the the lives that that we change with doing that it's phenomenal every day yeah and um and I, i think back when i first started in practice back 38 years ago you know, I had an adjusting table, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a flat bench table, yeah. and um, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, you know, we've come a long way over that period of time. Oh, and, for sure. Um, even, know, when added, I, even when I joined uh, the profession, you know, 25 years ago or so, we're going through grad school and fishing around that time, but practicing about 25 years. Even in that time frame, the things I've seen change for the for the better, and not just the technologies and understandings, but all those years of people improving and avoiding more drastic interventions and getting healthier and healthier and healthier, and then getting excited about maybe exercise or diet cleanup or uh, having better communicative skills in the home or wherever, seeing right. it translate on multiple levels just because... The mind and the body are harmonizing and healing and working at a higher level. Yeah, so yeah. you've seen it even longer. So I'm sure you've seen quite a contrast even in those years, all heading towards the better. And even people's awareness and understanding, utilization, all of that's been ramping up, especially in the last couple of years, coming off of the heels of the pandemic issues and, and whatnot that we as a society have had to deal with and go yeah, through. yeah. So cool, yeah, yeah. I, I remember this might be a little bit off to- topic, but I remember back when I was just graduating from chiropractic school, the practice management groups used to teach chiropractors how to get away from a cash practice and into an insurance-based practice. Mm. And what I've seen over the last several years now is they're all teaching you how to get out of insurance yes. and back into a cash practice. <laughs> yes. Yes. So just some of the changes with the HMOs and PPOs and all yeah. the stuff that's come along over the years. Yeah. And, well, they charge more, you know, cover less, and handcuff you more, and the right. patient more. It's like, well, that's not a good deal for anybody. So no, no. It makes sense that when there's value t- to be had and experienced, that it's it runs its own merit. It, right. Yeah. And there's there are some... Good technologies that we have in the clinic that uh, you know that uh, insurance companies won't pay for, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know this yeah. class four robotic laser, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed with the results that I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm excited. And all the the scientific it. research that's been done, really all across the world, and published in some of the best journals. You know, peer-reviewed journals out there, mm-hmm. and they're just showing some amazing things happen. And I'll just kind of explain to your listeners, yeah, um, for a minute about the Class Four laser. Yeah, for um, sure. So it operates on two different frequencies. One is 808 nanometers. One is 905 nanometers, and one is for pain, and one is for inflammation. And um, 
One is a continuous waveform and one is a pulsed waveform. And so we're seeing people that have uh, acute conditions and they heal and get better much quicker mm -hmm. because one of the things that the class four laser does is it, it speeds up ATP production. Mm -hmm. If you can remember back from biology, the mitochondria is what produces the ATP in the cells and mm -hmm. it speeds that up, which in turn speeds up the healing process. Yes. And uh, I've, I've got a patient and he fell down in a restaurant, injured himself, went to the hospital. They said, torn rotator cuff, you're gonna have to have surgery. Um, so I put the class four laser on him and uh, immediately had just just a tremendous amount of relief right away. Of course, he's not going to have surgery. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he had a wound, an open wound that would not heal. He'd been to the wound healing clinic at Vandermilt for two years. Jeez. And this thing was... Uh, Non-closing, festering wound. Yes. Two years is a long time. Yeah. yeah. He said, and anyway, to make a kind of a long story short, I started doing the laser on that, and it's just turned pink and it's clearing up and it's healing and it's cool stuff yeah it's just yeah. exciting stuff yeah it repairs at the cellular level on now yeah which is yeah. these newer technologies are doing like like the stem wave that we acquired in the other clinic but similar to the sanyu wave that's there at your clinic yeah or the Cool Springs Clinic, our clinic. Some people call it pulse wave. Yeah. I don't like the term shock wave. No, it's a shock wave means pe people think it's going to shock them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's acoustic, acoustic. Yeah. But anyhow, the the latest generation of that technology, it, it's healing. Like, like I've done some videos, testimonies of patients, like knee problems that's been 20 years in the making, chronic, nothing it doesn't want to do any massive surgery repairs, but healed it from the inside out, wearing high heels, hiking upstairs, kneeling on her knees now, right, in a handful of weeks yeah, after yeah. 20 years of being debilitated. That's one example of many back-to-back -back, uh, breakthrough healings that's never been able to reach that level with any drug, any shot, any intervention but yet doesn't want to have massive intervention surgically and all that entails with that. So pretty exciting to see that, like you're seeing it with these technologies too. And like even have the brain core work that I was bringing up in another segment where uh, that's what healed my son's partial hemispheric epilepsy when he started when he was three, unexplainable and to the time he was five, but from the time he was five on, he's been medication-free, seizure-free, and his brain mapping is balanced from the neuroplasticity that we created with the brain courses. And that's what got me excited and why I went out to Hilton Head to certify back in 2014 and have been doing that work alongside Dr. Thorpe there at the clinic because it's, it's way next level uh, technology, but it's all within the realm of allowing the body to heal from the inside out. Just yeah, giving yeah. it the right tools and taking away the interferences, it will blow your mind. And I know we see it every day. But I think for for those at home sometimes that are not aware of these technologies, that they're not aware that these are options. You can get the body to heal from the inside out, which works with the creation of the body, not counter to it or man's idea of how to counter to it. And there's time and place for those things. Like, you know, if I'm in a car wreck and it's an ER situation, then I'm going to be at the ER doc oh, yeah, doing ER interventions all day long, right? And respect yes. that work highly. But I think part of the problem and part of why we're having these segments is what's been identified 
in this country is we rank super low in our health status. Well, how can that be in, a, in such a strong, resourceful country? Well, it's because we have some of these models of what is health out of order, and we allow things into our supply, whether it be food system or whether it be toxic chemicals, different things that we allow into our systems that Europe doesn't allow or right. hasn't allowed for a long time. Oh, we spend by far <sighs> right. more money than any other country in the world on health care. Yeah. And you would think for that would be in the top five, maybe yeah. even the top yeah. 10, right. but we're not. Right. We're not even the top 20 or right. even the top 30. Right. Sad. It's real sad. And it, it makes you go... Do we as a country care about our people or not? Because the evidence that's been showing for many years now would suggest that we don't. And that's very sad to me, especially in such a, a beautiful country that, that with so much diversity, which makes it beautiful, and all the people and all, all the history to the country. But the fact that we don't care enough about our people to right those ships as they've been righted in other countries is appalling. To me, and I'm no. sick and tired of it, and that's part of why we're having some of these podcasts. We, we certainly could do a much better job yes. than that we're doing, and and I I do blame a lot of it on the industrial pharmaceutical complex and and the way that whole thing has has just flourished. You know, it's really kind of all about the money, mm -hmm. you know, in this country, and mm -hmm. people are looking for a quick fix, mm -hmm. and they're not going to change their lifestyle. Yeah, you know, when they get a diagnosis of diabetes or something, they're going to just take a pill for it because it's so much easier than, you know, losing weight and exercising and yeah. eating right and reducing stress and quitting smoking and all these other yeah. lifestyle habits that, that... Actually fix the causes, not just mask the symptoms yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, part of that's conditioning, don't you think? Long-term conditioning through lots of media influences, but even traditionally, like even in the home, like conditioning. Just the way of, people are brought up and raised, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, and you mentioned, you know, healing from the inside out. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, with chiropractic philosophy, there's this whole above, down, inside out, right? Yeah. And and if you look at that, that philosophy, our central nervous system, our brain, our spinal cord, mm -hmm. And all the nerves that come off of that, they go to literally every single part of our body. Every muscle, every joint, every tissue, every organ is connected to our central nervous system, right. which is the master control of the whole body. Yes. And so anything that you do to that central nervous system is going to have an effect on your health. Yes. Positive or negative. Direct or indirect. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, getting back to the brain core, um, I've got patients that have had seizure disorders. Mm -hmm. um, one lady, she was having 30 seizures a day, and they weren't grand mal seizures, mm -hmm. but they were bad enough that somebody had to be with her in case she, sure. you know, prevent her from falling down the stairs or something. Yeah. So, um yeah, we started adjusting her and doing brain coroner, and and it went from 30 a day down to just a handful a day, yeah. and then a handful a week, and then a handful a month. Yeah. And eventually, she was going where she only had like one or two a year. Yeah. And oh, so, and to that point, too, there was uh, recently that she said a testimonial about, about it because how much life it gave back to her. There was a, a lady that you know. 
as well, where she would have to literally sleep 18 to 20 hours a day just to feel normal. So if you look at how many extra hours she had to sleep just to feel normal, how many hours of life she lost for 20 plus years, been to all the neurologists, all the specialists, no one could figure out why this was. Do a brain mapping, dysregulated like crazy, identified exactly what areas of the brain were dysregulated and could target that non-invasively, create new neuroplasticity, neural netting, neural pathways, build the brain back so it's balanced. You get to keep all that work Right, so it's not, no pill will do that. Well, so no surgery. They'll take stuff away, but it's not going to. Some permit. of the greatest technology that nobody knows is out there, exactly. right? Exactly. And the medical profession, they don't see it. What they end up doing is just giving you a prescription for it. Here, go take. Yeah, ultra adrenaline symptom. or uh, yeah. Adderall or. This know. identified the cause and built it back from the inside out to balance, and gave her all of those hours of life back. That's priceless. Yeah, if you yeah. if you add up twenty years of all those hours of lost life living, how do you even put a price on that? Well, I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but um, my son, um, he was kind of struggling with his grades when he was a, a sophomore in high school, Franklin High School. Yeah, and um, I uh, brought him in. And uh, they did the the cue, the the brain mapping on him. Yep. Uh, EEG essentially is what it is, electroencephalogram. Yes. And uh, it came back that he was ADD. And I was like, "Wow, that really makes sense." And he said that when he would be reading, he would be reading, but his mind was over there somewhere thinking about something else while he was reading it. And he'd have to go back and read it yeah. three times yeah. before he finally got it, right? Yeah. And so we did a series of brain core treatments on him. And by the time he graduated from high school, he had all A's in honor classes. Yeah, that's pretty profound. Yeah. It really is that life-altering on so many levels and so many categories. And... The biggest take-home to me on that science is so many folks still don't know that exists as an option, that you can literally balance the brain out so it performs like it's designed to perform, keep all your parts, right? <laughs> and because the work is permanent that you put in or semi-permanent. Right. Uh, lasts for years and years. I just mapped my son that I've done brain core work on the past with his seizures, right? He's 16 now. We stopped that work around. He was around five, finished that work where he bounced out. I mapped him this many years later because I wanted to see tweak a couple of things for some of his schoolwork. It was my intention to see if they were off and balanced a little bit. I mapped him that many years later, and all that work we did there was still there. Yeah, and I was like, "That's that's amazing." What other I mean, system can do that? Well, not not any that I know of. And and the standard medical profession is just going to give him drugs for that, right? Yeah. Now think about. All the expenses. Well, he was a zombie on the drug. He was That's what I was going to say. Think about the, all the adverse side yeah. effects that come yeah. because of that. Right. And then you're going to take another drug to counter, counteract those side effects, yeah. and then another one, and, and where does it end? It doesn't. It, it just doesn't. keeps going around. And it really room. doesn't do anything to fix the problem. Correct. It's just really covering up the symptoms, right? right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a big problem with our yeah. healthcare delivery system that we have today. Medicine has excelled. When it comes to the emergency stuff, yeah, greatest greatest Wouldn't care in the for world. Anything. But when it comes to treating chronic conditions, medicine has completely failed. Yeah, it's just the wrong model for that. 
and it's such a diverse and vast population of conditions that fall in that category that it's it's awesome to be able to share these technologies with with people that especially the ones that just don't know they exist as an option and they've been working quite handedly for decades <laughs> and decades so it's kind of fun to share that yeah so. yeah but cool is there is there uh, what else as far as like it's i think it's what what i love about what you've put together too over the years is that it's a it's a combination of doctors that have are seasoned have been around taking care of folks for a long time a lot of wisdom and experience but also you've put together the latest and greatest technologies being available uh, so that you have a greater spectrum of things that you can that you can affect and work on and i th- and i see that in in your clinic and the one we have in down in Marshall County too, being the same goals, I see those really setting setting the clinics apart from most clinics in the whole area that don't have that magic combination of seasoned doctors coupled with the latest technologies out and understands all that. So that's that's one thing that excites me as far as some of these energies with creating these podcasts and video logs is to see third time <laughs> is to <laughs> is to share that with folks because I think oftentimes um, if someone's new to this information they didn't even know half the time it existed so um, I think that's a huge plus yeah so um, one of the things that's so good about having multiple doctors in the same office is um, we can share a lot of good ideas with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can ask each other, hey, what do you think about this and what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, two heads are better than one, right? Absolutely. And, um, yeah, Dr. Tharp just had me take a look at one of his patients the other day and said, hey, what do you think about this, you know? And, and you know, a lot of times it's the same opinion, but sometimes it's like, hey, you, did you think about going this direction with that? And so that helps. And then yeah. I like the fact that if one of us isn't there, patients can still be seen. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm not there uh, and my patients really have got to come in and get seen, they can come in and do that. Sure. Uh, or Dr. Tharp or you, or we can see each other's patients yeah. if, if we need to. And that, I think that's just a nice benefit the patients have. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and then we got such a great staff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, people that run the front desk and help with all the therapies. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think we have a fabulous staff. It makes it a fun environment, a healing environment that's fun. Yeah. And I love that because anytime you create an environment where learning can happen, expansion can happen in the understanding of what, it is, what is this thing we call health? What is this thing we call our body and our mind? And, and how do all these things fit together? To learn a little something in a fun environment. And you feel better when you're walking out than you did walking in. That's 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 a magic. That's a good experience. You know? It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like and that. that was done for me early on over the years, and still is done for me. And so, I have huge gratitude for that being in my life. And so, it's very important to me to try and create that for each individual that we're honored to work with, each individual experience at a time, but also collectively over time, so that that is a a counted on experience. Uh, that they can, when I say counted on, that when they tell someone about or share their experiences, 
yeah, I came here, I did this, I, I started feeling like this, and now I feel like this. And they share all these things to a friend or coworker that they can trust in the fact that they'll have a very similar experience. Maybe a different condition, but a similar, the way they're taken care of in their walkaway experience is above what most places provide. Yeah, in fact, all of my new patients come from word of mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done any kind of advertising years, in right? years. Right, yeah, right. You know, way back in I the agree. day when you were first starting in practice, yeah. you were advertising, you know, all the yeah. time. I think that's one of the biggest measurements as far as a compliment measurement or a mirror reflection of are we doing right for people one person at a time over years is just that. When when most the grand majority of your new patients come organically, it's because yeah. you took care well of the ones beforehand, right? So yeah, most of our new patients yes. are referred to us yes. by exceptionally happy patients. Right, right. <laughs> and so whenever they know of somebody that's having a problem, they're like, oh, well, you need to go yeah. see my chiropractor, right? Right, right. To me, that's the biggest compliment. Yeah, Because that, that's is. the immediate reflection of, did we, did we do the, our best services each and every time over the, over the time? And that's the reflection of it, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, brother. Well, I sure appreciate your time in coming in and doing this segment with me. I'd like to do another segment with you in the near future once we get uh, some of those finishing things at the clinic, some of those last little upgrade things done, and uh, bring um, the viewers up to speed on some more things that we're bringing in that direction with the clinic. And um, maybe we'll get into some of the uh, golf background and <laughs> tips he has vast knowledge on. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I have an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that would be cool for the golfers, too. Uh, there's there's a lot of little takeaway things you can incorporate right away that uh, not only will assist golf game, but ease uh, and prevent some injuries and things like that that we can get into next time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be good. The golfer and their spine. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, and so. I'll be out in uh, Texas end of this month at NeuroCon, uh, which has – some great speakers lined up. Dr. Sinclair from Harvard on his work on anti-aging and dementia reversals. Uh, ben Carson is speaking out there. There's like six or seven presenters. Excellent uh, NeuroCon conference on the Parker campus. And that's this July. So I'm excited about that information and pull that back into the clinic and share that with everyone. But, you, know, uh, you know, we get uh, 24 hours of continuing education every year. Yay. And <laughs> yes. I, I've never done the math on it, but it's been at least 24 hours of education. Mm -hmm. And if you multiply that times 38 years of practice, yeah. that's a whole nother degree, I would think. Yeah, just about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of hours yeah, you're putting in. It is. Plus, I do uh, six hours for acupuncture as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even get to the acupuncture. We yet. didn't get to the acupuncture. Yeah. That's a whole There's nother. There's all kinds of treats up in there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, next time we'll update with even more information uh, what's coming into the clinic and uh, things you can look forward to uh, investigating should you choose. Yeah, thank uh, you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming out, Dr. Stiggy. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, brother.